Okay, we're back now with the uh, top soundtrack songs of the 90s. And joining me again is the great John Lamoureux from The Hustle. John, how are you tonight? Hey, I'm good. Thank you, Noel. You're the great Noel. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's really sweet of you. You didn't have to say that. Oh, of course. Stop it. Stop it. You're And, you know, congrats on the uh, nod at the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Thank you. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I, um, I, I've, I've, it's so funny because I've been watching, I haven't watched the whole broadcast yet. So when I'm at, uh-huh. going to bed at night, I'll watch like, you know, 15 minute snippets and stuff like that. So I mm-hmm. just finished watching the zombies and that was awesome. That yeah. was a great performance. But, um, yeah, I'm just, it's, it's going to be a whole other show we can talk about who's in and who's not in the uh, rock. <laughs> that I, might I, have to be the next one. Yeah, exactly. Cause I have, I have a lot of issues with the rock and roll hall of fame, but whatever. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is, uh, because our 80s one was a big hit. We did two of them. Uh, we decided to change it up just a slight bit. We're doing our top 20. So instead of doing, you know, our most underrated, you know, underappreciated, we're just going to do top 20. And I imagine that some of those songs will, would fit in that category anyway that would make this list, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think this is probably for the best that we're doing it this way. Yeah, agreed. And the um, I found this one a lot harder to come up with rather than the 80s because with the 80s i knew my songs right away i'm like mm-hmm. i know this soundtrack this sound this one i didn't really have like like rocky four is like you know the pinnacle for me in 80s soundtracks there's a top gun there's other ones but here it's like there's some good ones and then there's like ones that are really really obscure yeah yeah i had the same problem and i uh, i'm normally such a nazi about picking um making sure that the song comes directly from the soundtrack, that it's not, it wasn't in existence beforehand, you know? And the nineties were tough, man, because like, for instance, some soundtracks like the Saint, which is one of my favorite soundtracks of the nineties, that's almost all existing material, you know? And uh, Pulp Fiction is a big one. That's almost all existing material. Train spotting, which is going to come up later, but that's almost all existing material. So I was trying very hard to stick to my guns on this, you know, having it be original from the soundtrack, but it was hard. So I have some things on here that you might, they may not be directly from, they may, but they, I tried to get them at least within a year, you know, so that right. it wasn't tacked on, you know, years after the fact. Um, so yeah, it's a, uh, this one was really tricky. And I might, some of our listeners may call us out on some of these, but that's fine. Whatever. Yeah, and it's funny because you mentioned The Saint, and there was a couple of ones that I wanted on there that just were yeah. on out, you know, didn't meet their criteria. And, right. Yeah, throw out a couple other ones that probably be, obviously, in the top ten for me that didn't make it. Like Love Fool by The Cardigans was on the Romeo mm. and Juliet soundtrack, but, of course, was on a previous album. Uh, Seal's Kiss from a Rose mm. also on... You know, Batman Forever soundtrack was on, Uh, you know, Seal's second album. So a lot of those, but yeah, I mean, so the, obviously criteria is it had to be on the soundtrack before it was released on the artist album. So that eliminated a lot of, uh, a lot of our choices. Yeah. Boy, I hope, I hope I, I hope I stuck to that on this one. You might, uh, you might get angry at me. I, I, I did my best, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean. Whatever. If it's, if it's by a week or two, it's not the end of the world. Like I, I, okay. I, I think I, you know, did enough research I, that I nailed it. But, you know, if not, okay. I don't think okay. anyone's really going to call us out on it. So, <laughs> okay. But, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, you want to start? Sure. Okay. Um, now, let me let me say up front that this is becoming difficult because <clears throat> uh, 
And uh, this is no offense to you, Nolan, sure. in any way, shape, or form, but I get, I've get i been asked to go on the Pods and Sods Network uh, podcast quite a bit lately, and the uh, co-host Eric Miller and Joe Royland and I have been doing these series where we bring two of our favorite soundtrack songs and we play them. And so there's it's a six-pack of soundtracks because each one of us brings two. Right. And I purposely was trying not to double dip very often because I want to spread the love, you know? So I was, some of the songs that would absolutely go on this list, I'm eliminating because I've already played them in other places a few times. And uh, so um, some of those might be, let me uh, pull up my list here. Mm -hmm. Love is Here from Luscious Jackson. Uh, Can't Get Enough of Your Love, Babe by the Afghan Wigs. Jazz Thing from Gang Gangstar. Uh, Love Doesn't Ever Fail Us by the Williams Brothers and Rock Candy by the Bullet Boys. And you don't have to play any of those. I just wanted to mention them because I love them and I hope that people will seek them out. Anyway, having said all that, number 20 is gonna, I purposely made my most controversial pick. Mm -hmm. um, I am going with this. <laughs> I'm laughing even saying it. Uh, Cheryl Crow's theme to Tomorrow Never Dies, the James Bond movie. Here's the deal. I'm not a James Bond fan. I'm not a Sheryl Crow fan. Um, and this song is consistently listed near the bottom of most people's lists of the best <laughs> James Bond soundtrack theme songs. For whatever reason, I like it. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like the spaghetti Western guitar. I don't know if it's her voice on the chorus, which really soars. But for whatever reason, this has always sort of been a guilty pleasure for me. And so I'm going to go with Tomorrow Never Dies by Sheryl Crow for number 20. A good one. Yeah, the um, it's it's so weird because like when you do a Bond theme, it's like you hit something, you know, like you reach another level because there's only certain mm -hmm. artists that that get that. Um, mm -hmm. I had, well, I mean, I had Aha in our top uh, '80s one with um, mm -hmm. the Living Daylights, and it's like those songs. You know, I think um, 
Adele had one for Skyfall, and I think that was really mm-hmm. clever. And Duran Duran, but it's like you you reach that level when they ask you to do a Bond Bond theme song. And I, I don't know if Cheryl Crow was like one of the only Americans to do it. Mm. Ooh, well, I think Jack White did one. Chris okay. Cornell did one. I'm just thinking of recent ones, right? But I mean, maybe she was um, the first. I, I don't know. I'm not really that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, you know, Paul McCartney did the big one, and. Um, Shirley Bassey, and it goes way back, but yeah, th- she was just an odd choice, and uh, the the Pierce Brosnan Bond movies were not super popular anyway. But I just I've always kind of liked had a soft spot for this song. Right, no, no good choice, good choice. Thanks. Yeah, I don't even know if I saw that movie. Like I don't. Even, I never did. I'm like <laughs> with the Bond movies. If I get to it, I get to it, and uh-huh. it's not like I'm like rushing down, you know, to theater yep. to see them, or if they're on like. A marathon and cable i'm not gonna mm-hmm. watch them but that's a good choice um okay a quick quick shout out here um i really wanted to pick this song and obviously didn't meet our criteria and the only reason why i'm going to mention it now because the lead singer unfortunately passed away and mm. it's uh, sean smith from the band brad mm. and the mm. song is buttercup from the threesome soundtrack and i wondered yes and, and it's funny because um <laughs> My wife and I have been together for years now and, you know, going on 25 years together. Mm-hmm. And that was the very first movie we saw in the theaters, which was three. So it's kind of funny. That, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's kind of ironic that it was that movie. But this song, it's it's so powerful. His voice was amazing. You know, Seattle uh, singer. And he passed away on April 5th. And that mm-hmm. day is key for Seattle singers because that was also the day that Kurt Cobain died. Mm. And Lane Staley from Alice in Chains. Oh, so it, it's a very, very eerie day, April fifth. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to mention that song. I love that song, and um, fortunately, didn't meet the cri- criteria. But okay. Okay. All right, number ten. Um, what's a countdown list for movie songs without Madonna? Of course. <laughs> uh, she, number twenty, I should say. Uh, she had a ton of them, and she was yeah. probably rivaled. Whitney Houston for soundtracks in the 90s. Uh, you know, she had, obviously, this used to be my playground from um, League, League of Her Own. own. Yeah, League of Her Own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I remember from with, with Honors, of course, the Evita and all that stuff. But I'm picking from Austin Powers 2, the song Beautiful mm-hmm. Stranger. Smart and I'm 
Good one. And yeah, I, something about that song you know really gets to me. Uh, the video is great with her and Austin Powers, you know, Mike Myers, and it's just you know a different sound for Madonna. She had like that whole ray of light thing that kind of you know carried on with this song as well, and she changed it up a little bit, and it's just really stuck with me that song and it's not one of her i mean it was huge back then but you really don't hear it as much anymore very true you know it it reached like top five or whatever you know won mtv awards this and that but and then that was it it was just gone so i'm just wanted to bring that back because it was it's a great song not a big fan of the movie i love the first one the sequels aren't great and you know Mm -hmm. don't at me because it's it's uh (laughs) you know (laughs) <laughs> you know, movie comedy sequels are always tough to do. But, uh, uh-huh. yeah, so number 20 on my list is uh, Beautiful Stranger, Madonna. Good one. That was in the running, too. Speaking of in the running, also from the threesome soundtrack, Tears for Fears have New a star. great song yeah, there called New Star. New Star, yeah, yes. and I was considering that one. That would have been in more of a top 30, but, yeah, good call. Yeah, okay. Thanks. All right, for number 19, um, and this is going to kick off a, a little mini string of hip-hop tunes here by the way we got okay. we got a few of them in a row um i'm gonna go with ll cool j's ain't nobody from the beavis and butthead do america soundtrack <laughs> nice When it comes to making love all night Throw your butterscotch body beneath the red light Blaze it up, girl I'ma lace it real tight Go deep till the full moon turn to sunlight Till the darkness is gone Love remains strong like the bond Between mother and child You're so warm to the touch Passionate interludes as such When you're gone Your body's what I yearn to clutch Just imagine ecstasy floating in a cloud Animal attraction burning through the crowd Heaven on earth Paradise for a price It's cool, though I'll pay it for the rest of my life You know why? Like a black tiger caged up till you come home Lovely, you make a man swoon like a boy The love is so soft but gets hard to enjoy Cause the mind flies and sometimes the sex lies Smooth little girls fall in love with rough guys But you could chop a big heart down to pipe size I guess that's what it sounds like when a dove cries The whole world is trapped up in a maze But you save this real good loving for rainy days The Lord works in mysterious ways He must have put you on this earth for all men to praise Um, I uh, I love this for for the most part in general. I kind of uh, I didn't pick a lot of covers for this. Uh, I don't know why. Really, it just seemed like there were so many original tunes to choose from right. that I I sort of didn't I didn't go with the covers. And this one isn't exactly a cover in the way that those hit great hip hop songs would sample heavily from pre-existing songs, but then make it their own. I kind of missed that. But LL back in the day was just on fire at this time. He had like doing it yes. and Hey Lover. And he was just coming off of Mama uh, said, knock you out. And I just really loved 
his version of Shaka Khan's Ain't Nobody on the Beavis and Butthead to America soundtrack. Yeah, great choice. I mean, it's that's that soundtrack is really, really solid. There are a couple of songs I thought about too. Roller Coaster of Love mm-hmm. is on there. It's 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 you know a fun movie. It's a great soundtrack. Uh, good choice. Really good choice. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So my uh, number nineteen. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned you know you're not going to do covers. I'm going to do a cover mm-hmm. for number nineteen. Here. Good. That's fine. Yeah, and I'm going to conjure up this song from the movie The Craft, and it's um, ah, and yes. it's it's uh, Heather Nova's cover of Peter Gabriel's I Have a Touch. You know, we talked about, you know, we previously did our covers uh, countdown and something about when a female covers a male song, it, it really brings something different to it. And Heather Nover's voice is fabulous. You know, of course, she was during that whole Lilith Fair run where they had all these great female artists and she still puts out great music today. Not really well known, but uh, something about that song really, you know, sticks to me. It's um, one, of, one of my favorite Peter Gabriel songs as well. So... I didn't mm. feel that it was necessary to cover it, but she, she did a great job, so that's why I'm really picking it for my uh, number 19 choice here. Good. I like that one. Good call. Um, okay. In keeping with hip-hop, I am going to go with an 18 uh, Public Enemies theme for He Got Game. Nice. Which Yeah, which samples heavily from Buffalo Springfields for what it's worth. And uh, I just thought this was a really unique take on that track and um and they knocked it out of the park
rehearse. Don't freestyle much, but I write them like such. Word. Amongst the fiends controlled by the screens. What does it all mean, all this shit I'm seeing? <laughs> Human beings screaming vocal javelins. Sign of a local nigga unraveling. Uh-huh. My wandering got my ass wondering. Where crisis and all this crisis. Hating Satan never knew what nice is. Check the papers, well, I bet on ISIS. More than your eye can see and ears can hear. Year by year, all the sense disappears. Nonsense perseveres, prayers laced with fear. Beware, two triple O. It might feel good, good, it might sound a little something. But damn the game, if it don't mean nothing. What is game? Who got game? Where's the game in life? Behind the game, behind the game. I got game, she got game, we got game, they got game, he got game. It might feel good, it might sound a little something. But fuck the game if it ain't saying nothing. Was it something I said? Pretend you don't see, so you turn your head. Ray scared of his shadow, does it matter? Thought of reparations, got him playing with the population. Nothing to lose, everything's approved. People use, even murders excuse. White men in suits don't have to jump. Still a thousand and one ways to lose with the shoes. God takes care of old folks and fools. While the devil takes care of making all the rules. Folks don't even own themselves, paying mental rent to corporate presidents. Uh, one out of one million residents be a dissident who ain't kissing it. The politics of chains and whips got the sick missing chips and all the championships. What's love got to do with what you got? Don't let a win get to your head or a loss to your heart. Nonsense perseveres, prayers laced with fear. Beware, two triple O's. It might feel good, it might sound a little something, but damn the game if it don't mean nothing. What is game? Who got game? Where's the game in life? Behind the game, behind the game. I got game, she got game, we got game, they got game, he got game. It might feel good, it might sound a little something, but fuck the game if it ain't saying nothing. Yeah, that's right, everybody got game. But we just here to let y'all know that P.E. is in full effect from right now until the year 2000. Hey, yo, my man, sing it. I mean, I'm sure that this was them and Spike Lee coming together again as they had done and do the right thing to try and recreate some magic. And uh, it's not quite as good as Fight the Power, but it is still a solid tune. And uh, again, just two things you wouldn't think would go well together. Buffalo, Springfield, and uh, Public Enemy, and yet it does. And so I really dig this song. Uh, great choice. And that was a really good movie, too. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Je- Jesus Shuttleworth. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's movie. right. Yeah. Okay, my number 18. Um, I'm. <laughs> it, this was tough, because this really, a lot of these songs could have made my top 10. And mm-hmm. I'm going with the Pump Up the Volume soundtrack. And, ah. and I'm gonna a little spoiler. I have two songs from the soundtrack, and I don't, oh, didn't want to well. do this, but I just love the soundtrack and love these songs. So one made my top ten, and unfortunately, one of these had to be on this list. And it's uh, Ivan Neville's "Why Can I Fall in Love." So 
I haven't listened to the soundtrack since high school, so I barely remember this yeah. album and this song. And unfortunately, like like the movie, which you can't find anywhere on any of the streaming sites, the these songs you can't find. And you can find them on YouTube, and I found the album on Amazon, which I ordered. But, mm. you know, none, none of the streaming services. Um, I've not Neville, the son of Aaron. Uh, just a very, like, bluesy, sultry, you know, sexy song. Mm. And um, you know, it's great. The voice is great. It's just a really, really you know, cool song. And that movie, I haven't seen in years, but I, I'm gonna buy it the DVD because I saw that was on Amazon again. And it's yeah. uh, you know, Happy Harry Hardon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that movie's kind of come and gone. It's sort of has like a devout cult following. I and again, I I think I've seen it once, and that was a long time ago too. And it's because it's not one of those movies that's readily available all the time anywhere you know and it should be it's a classic yeah and it's funny because it's like that one was maybe a year or two after heathers so it was a christian slater was kind of like in that really you know cool mm-hmm. like rebel stage and i heard an interview with him recently that that he asked the movie he really loves and wants to be remembered for it is mm. that one, you know, because people obviously come up to him about true romance and stuff like that mm-hmm. but th- that movie it's like it's such like you mentioned before, it's kind of come and gone, but it's still powerful mm-hmm. and it still affects people to this day. Yeah. 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 Good one. Okay, good. Um, all right. For number 17, um, I doubt he's listening, but if he <laughs> is, Eric Miller, you're going to love this one. I'm going to go with Ghetto Superstar from Bullworth. Hey, hey.
Some got hopes and dreams. We got ways and mean. The supreme dream team always up with a scheme. From Hellcap to selling raps, name your theme. Mirage to the top, floating on the screen. Who the hell wanna stop me? I hated those who got me. A million refugees with unlimited warranties. Black Caesar, dating top divas. Diplomat immediately. No time for a visa. It just begun. I'ma shoot them one by one. Got five sides to me, something like a pentagon. Strike with the forces of King Salomon. Letting bygone be bygone, and so on and so on. I'ma teach these cats how to live in the ghetto, keeping it retro. Expect it from the get go. Lay low, let my mind shine like a halo. Politics with ghetto senators on the D-low. Showcase your finances, lose a bass on the horse race. Two phase, getting D phase out like Scarface. Uh, Hold your role, money, let me put on my screw face. I'm paranoid at the things I say. I give him a crap because in these uh, six pack soundtrack episodes that he and I and Joe Royland do, I always come in wanting to play something really obscure or something that people haven't thought about or heard for a long time, you know? Right. And the first episode we did out of the gate, he played Ghetto Superstar, and I was so com- confused. I just thought, why would you play a song that everybody already knows? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you try to like expand their horizons a little bit? And so he still gives me crap about it. But this, there's no question this is a classic. Uh, Praz, Maya, making something very unique and different out of Violence in the Stream. Uh, it's a great tune. It's one of the best of that whole decade. And so I had to go with Ghetto Superstar. Right, and that's another great movie. Um, it's like Warren Beatty, just something you've never seen him do before. And... It was it was a wild role for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember watching that movie uh, with my parents, and you know how it, there was nothing inherently wrong with it sexually, but it did have a lot of language, right? And you know, remember how difficult it was watching movie, <laughs> grown up movies in front of your parents. Oh, so awkward. You know, yeah. It was Even so though awkward. I was in my twenties or it's whatever, by the time yeah. the movie came out, it was still awkward. Yeah. You know, my my mom, who's like the most conservative Mormony innocent, naive woman in the world and she's hearing the F-bomb and she doesn't even know what they are. Anyway, right. <laughs> it just was an awkward moment. Yeah. But that's a great movie and a great tune. Yeah, definitely a good choice here. Okay, um, so I'm going with... The soundtrack is is great, and it, but most of it, the songs were, you know, lifted from previous albums, but this one wasn't and it was made 
for I wouldn't say for the soundtrack, but the soundtrack that the, was placed on the album afterwards, and it's uh, Tonics You Wanted More from American Pie movie. I, had, um, I don't know this one. Okay, it's it's a great song. Um, I had Jeff Russo on from Tonic last year, and just it was a very um, you know it's important for this song to get on that movie because they were not considered like a one hit wonder when they had um, if you can only see, but it was important for them just to get other songs out there. And um, sure. the song is you know it's like a, a lovey song that you know the lead singer Emerson Hart is kind of like embattled between you know getting dumped and finding love but it's just you know a really cool song and um yeah that soundtrack's a fun soundtrack but a lot of the songs were you know lifted from previous albums but yeah. i picked that one for my number 17 okay good one i don't even know that one i don't think maybe i've heard it yeah, you, you, you probably did you just probably just don't remember it yeah okay good call um okay let's see what am i up to here 16 i think 16 yep so 16, and this is a little bit of a controversial pick, but I'll explain why. I'm going to go with Rolling With My Homies by Coolio <laughs> from Clueless. Nice. <laughs> <laughs>
day for to take the train for a ride. The sun is out. I got the homies by my side. Rolling down the street with my 16 switches hitting corners on beach, steady dipping. I hang it right at the light, ready to have fun. Then I bust a left on the one, two, one. Pull it in the park and lay it on the grass. I roll back the rag so I can see some ass. Block one, six, the 15s in the rear. Bumping 40 leaves so y'all can hear. I hit some up for the circle. That's some living crowbars in the house and got his on the mission. Look, I know that um, Gangsta's Paradise is the more iconic Coolio song from a soundtrack in the 90s. I get it. I didn't want to double dip and have anyone on here twice. Right. And uh, and I thought maybe you would pick Gangsta's Paradise. So I went with Rolling With My Homies because the Clueless soundtrack is so good. It really is. And, and some of those songs did appear in other places, but this was one that I knew for sure only appeared on that soundtrack and I wanted to give the soundtrack a little bit of love. And so I'm, I picked this one specifically. I think it's a lot of fun. No, it definitely is. And, uh, just like barely missing my list was uh, world parties, version of all the young dudes mm, from, yeah. That. yeah, that didn't quite make, my, and it's funny cause I, I, I can tell you, I, I didn't pick, um, gangsters paradise on either one of my lists. Oh. But I, I was going to pick another Coolio song though. Um, see you when you get there from the nothing to lose soundtrack, which, <laughs> I was going to say, there's a third. Yeah, I mean, Coolio. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's you know very obscure, and it's you know, okay, yeah, I think it was a Tim Robbins movie. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it was pretty decent, and that song just the chorus there just really you know stuck with me, and I was going to pick it, but it just missed out. But um, okay, you know, all hail Coolio. <laughs> Good for Coolio. By the way, um, he uh, has a little bit of well, I don't know if this is a reputation or what, but the guy, you know, he'll do almost anything for a buck. You know right. what I mean? At this stage in his career. And he played the grand opening of a deli zone sandwich shop <laughs> up in like Loveland, Colorado, oh, uh, a few years ago. And uh, poor guy, you know, I mean, I just uh, <laughs> it's a shame. But uh, that's uh, that's what he does. One of my listeners, Andy Shaw, good buddy of mine, he's lives in Minnesota. And I think he was texting me few months ago because coolio was playing the halftime show right. at a timberwolves basketball game okay and you know good for coolio but you just it's a shame you know you'd like more yeah and i know he's been like in those like 90s tours that come around and 
think my like, they came around Connecticut. I think two years ago. My wife, you know, saw them, and I, I forgot who else was in the bill. But you know, he comes out. They probably sings his three songs, and you know, go, goes you know goes out. You know, I guess yeah. to perform in a deli. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, great song there too. Uh, okay, so sixteen for me. Um, I'm going with the Boomerang soundtrack, which uh, mm. love the movie and the soundtracks are really good. I'm sorry, it's not Boomerang; it's Mo Money. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, the Mo Money soundtrack. Okay. Uh, good soundtrack, terrible movie. It's yeah, it's the Wayne Brothers, it's Damon, and I forgot which one. It's you know Tito, Randy, Jermaine. I don't remember which <laughs> Wayne's, but it's um, yeah. I, I was on a double date when I saw that movie and I was ready to walk out and just leave my date there. It was just a terrible movie. But the song is great. It's Money you Can't Buy You Love by Ralph Trifton. I'm just wondering if you can't buy me. Ooh. Ooh. There you go. And Very nice. Yeah, it's a great song. And he, he raps a little. You know, he grew up from Cool It Now with the rap. But yeah, it's, yeah, right. yeah. It's, you know, it's a great song. And the soundtrack itself is great. There's a lot of other great songs in there. Mm-hmm. Luther Vandross and Janet Jackson have, you know, one. And it's just, it's great when you have a something good come out of a bad movie. And that soundtrack definitely was good. was good. So uh, my number 16, Money Can't Buy You Love. Okay. Good call. That's another one I don't think I know. Um, but I love Ralph and New Edition and BBD and all those other guys, so I'm going to have to check that out. Um, okay, let's see. Number 15, and this is another one. This is, one of again, uh, one of my picks for the best soundtrack. It's of the 90s, and it's Cruel Intentions. Okay. 
And I checked, it barely came <laughs> in at near the end of 1999. So I, uh, I barely made the cut. And there are so many songs on the soundtrack that I could pick. I like almost all of them. Right. <clears throat> but the one I'm going to go with is, uh, it's called This Love, and it's by Craig Armstrong, who is a... Um, a film scorer. He has done, you know, several other films and the sit, but the singer is Elizabeth Fraser from the Cocteau twin. His, the music sounds a lot like Massive Attack, you know, that kind of right. sexy, trip-hoppy, very vibey, turn the lights down low. And her voice is just so ethereal and gorgeous, and it's like an angel, you know? And so this really beautiful tune, um, I just wanted to, you know, spread the love around, and I thought that song made a good was a good representation of a soundtrack that I think is almost perfect start to finish. Uh, yeah, definitely a good choice. That soundtrack's really good. And I used to have such a crush on Summer Blair. 
when that movie. Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, that movie, that movie was good. Um, and it's funny you mentioned that movie because Reese Witherspoon is in it, and uh, my next choice, number fifteen, also had Reese Witherspoon in it. Will be Election, which mm-hmm. I think is her best movie still. Um, that being said, I haven't seen all her movies, but that one's great. Matthew Broderick was was great in that movie, and the song is. This Road I'm Traveling by Mojave 3. So it's just a, it's a soothing song, and it's just really like if you're ever in a bad mood, you just put the song on. It just puts you in a good mood. Uh, the kind of the band kind of morphs out of the band Slow Dive, mm-hmm. and the lead singer uh, Rachel Goswell, great voice. Um, yeah, so I'm just going with that one. That also is a very hard song to find. You have to get it on YouTube because I don't mm-hmm. really know if they have the election. Um, soundtrack available anymore yeah you know it's just one of those like the movie was great you know soundtrack was out and then it's gone yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah, yeah the, i mean every movie in the 90s seemed to have a soundtrack that i remember seeing it like a blockbuster music you know what i mean um but yeah the, the, there's there aren't as many iconic to me anyway songs from the 90s as much as there were in the 80s but this is a, I love that movie, but I've never heard the soundtrack and I don't think I know this song. Right. So I know the bands you mentioned, but I don't know. This right. Song. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. I got some more homework to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Glad, I'm glad I'm giving you some, uh, some chores. Yeah. Here. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, okay. For number 14, <clears throat> uh, I'm going to go with, uh, the cures burn from the crowd from the crow soundtrack.
there are, uh, you know, this was, the soundtrack was sort of a pivotal grunge era soundtrack. So many bands, Helmet and Stone Temple Pilots, right. so many bands were appearing on the soundtrack at the height of, well, uh, right on the way to the height of grunge. And, uh, but I'm a Cure fan. I love the Cure. Yes. And they just got into the Hall of Fame. Right. And I, so my ears are more uh, attuned to what they're doing versus what Helmet's doing, a band I've never come around to. So I, uh, I love this tune. I don't think it was available anywhere else except for on the Crow soundtrack. It sounds like just the best of what the Cure do really well, that kind of dark, gloomy, but also really beautiful and tuneful um, you know, uh, heaviness. I love what they do. When they are good, there's nobody better. And so I think this is a good example of that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, great choice. And yeah, I was really uh, happy they got into the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, a couple other bands, hopefully Depeche Mode, or we'll get into Exactly. Them. And then, you know, Duran Duran, you know, just, just seeing, yep. you know, Simon LeBon and Taylor there, it's like, they have to be in. They uh, have to be in. But that's, that's makes me crazy. Yeah. That's another, I mean, to uh, me, and I, well, we can, a tangent. I just, yeah. I feel like, why, why do they shut the doors on alternative rock and heavy metal? And I'm not even that big of a heavy metal guy, but right. you can't tell me that Iron Maiden doesn't deserve to be in there. And oh, uh, Judas Priest, right. just as much as Depeche Mode and New Order and, you know, uh, Duran Duran, just let them all in, you know, don't, it's not, it's, this is all goes back to the snobbiness of Rolling Stone magazine. Anyway, I'll shut up, but it just makes me so angry. No, you're absolutely right. Because I mean, you look at like Death Leopard. I mean, I'm, I like Death Leopard, but they're in over Duran Duran. Who, who had a more impactful error? I mean, mm. no one was bigger than Duran Duran during the, the MTV era. Yeah. And yeah. they have to factor that in, that MTV had such a huge effect on rock and roll. Yeah. And, you know, and yeah. music. So, I mean, that, that has to be it. And it's almost seemed like they skipped that whole thing that now they're going to alternative. Now Radiohead just got inducted. Nothing wrong with that. Love Radiohead. But Green yeah. Day and all, all these other bands, when they kind of glanced over a whole uh, totally genre, agree. A whole, you know, and it's, and, and don't get me wrong. You, you know, uh, sorry, but do you know Cher is not in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> I did. Uh, somebody tweeted that or I saw it somewhere recently. Yeah. Now, I personally don't have a problem with that, but historically, for for a legacy's sake and historical impact, I understand completely why she could make a strong case to be in there. But again, it's because Jan Wenner is just too much of a snob, and his little right. lemmings, you know, uh, d have decided what's cool and what isn't, and it drives me crazy. This this like uh, groupthink mentality. I can't stand it. You know, yeah, right, and then you know Stevie Nicks got inducted. She was already inducted mm -hmm. with um, Fleetwood Mac. I think she's the first woman to get inducted twice. Yeah, but you know who? Was yeah, it? Tina Turner. She's in there with Ike Turner, but she's not in there by herself. She's not in there by herself. No, that what? There's something wrong with that. What? I had no idea. Yes. Well, and if you're going to let Stevie in, why aren't you letting Pat Benatar in? Right. You know. Uh, it makes no sense. Yeah, I, I, I don't know because there are so many more women. And you know, Janet had a right during her her acceptance speech that more women have to get in, and I totally agree. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. Like Tina Turner. You know, even Whitney Houston should be in. And yeah, I, I, I think I think her day will come soon. I do too. You know, yeah, like Bonnie Raitt's in, and there's nothing wrong with Bonnie Raitt, but Tina Turner should be in there before Bonnie Raitt. 
Totally agree. But all yep. right. But whatever. Okay. No, tangent, anyway. Tangent done. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, fifteen now. I think. Right. We're up to. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, well, no, I just did fourteen. You did four. Okay, fourteen. So I think you're on fourteen. I'm on fourteen now. Okay. So continuing with the bad movie Godzilla, and that movie ah. was absolutely terrible. Watching that in the theater, I wish Godzilla just ate me. Um, <laughs> but I'm going with David Bowie's Heroes and covered by the Wallflowers. another song that really there was really no need to have that song covered it's just a perfect song by david bowie but jacob dylan's voice and that spin that he just did on it just really really knocked it out of the park and yeah. it just you know i think it's a cover that almost is at the same level as the original and yeah. you know his distinct voice just really really made it their own and um that's also just wasn't on any of their albums this is solely on the yeah. soundtrack and it's just, you know, really, really great song. Good one. Um, Air from Benfold's Five yes. that's on that soundtrack yes. was also in the running for me and it barely missed. Right. So yeah. There's some good that movie is awful. That's but so there bad. are some good yeah. songs on the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh okay, good. I like that. Um thirteen. Now this is another one. This is another I just think the soundtrack is great. It's from an indie movie 
called Clay Pigeons. Okay, yeah. That uh, starred uh, Vince Vaughn, Joaquin Phoenix, and Janine Garofalo. And uh, it's a great soundtrack if you like sort of alt-country. In fact, I think um, I think Tonic's on there. I think, if I remember right, they do a, they do a version of um, that Harry Nilsson song, Everybody's Talking, from uh, Midnight Cowboy. Anyway, the song I'm going to go with, because I, again, because I, I wasn't, I was trying not to pick covers this time, hmm. is a Time Bomb by the old 97s. Just a great root and roaring, hoot nanny type. You know, it, it, get on your horse, and uh, I just love it. It's a, it's a great. And I'm not the world's biggest old '97s fan, but right. this one has such a, a spirit to it that's so lively and exciting. I, I really dig it. So um, I would encourage anyone to just check out this entire soundtrack. It's great, and it's probably 25 cents used on Amazon. <laughs> right. So just do it. Okay, yeah, I'm, I've I've heard of the movie. I've never seen it. I'm not familiar with the song, so I'll definitely have to have to check check that. The movie is not great either. Okay, um, those three people are great, but right. the movie itself is not great. Okay, yeah, I'll have to check out the soundtrack because it's a, sound, okay. sounds good with all those people in there. Uh, okay, uh, my next one is probably the greatest soundtrack of the early '90s. Could be of the whole mm. '90s, and that's singles. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. We're going to make an appearance later. Yeah, and right. it's very grungy, very Seattle, and I'm 
doing with the, with the lead singer of Replacements, who had a couple uh, songs from there, and it's Paul Westerberg with Just Left a Car. He had his first two uh, song releases on that soundtrack, and mm-hmm. maybe another song will make it on on the top ten. But ah, yeah, mm. and I wonder if it's going to be something that you pick as well. It'd be interesting to see what it is. Um, yeah, I, I just I just love the beat of the song, and it's just a very yeah. very clever in lyrics and title. So it's you know, and mm-hmm. there's nothing that the whole soundtrack is fabulous. Yep. Yeah, the uh, and I'll get deeper into this when we do our top ten. But the the single soundtrack is my second favorite soundtrack of all time, nice. and um, I could have there I could have picked almost any song off of there. I didn't pick Dyslexic Heart. I picked a different one, but uh, it, it was just my mood. It could be any one of the songs on there at any given time. I that is uh, that that album was huge for me. Yes, huge. Yeah, love it. Big. Yeah. Yeah, big. Okay. Good one. Okay, now speaking of huge soundtracks, I did mention the Train Spotting soundtrack. Yes, um, one of the best soundtracks of the '90s. I uh, this one is a little tough because, like I mentioned, a lot of the stuff was already existing. Some of it was, you know, uh, remixed. Ver- For instance, the big song off of this album is "Born Slippy" by Underworld. Right. But that song already existed. The version that's on the Train Spotting soundtrack is a remix, and so I didn't pick it because. It didn't. That felt a little bit like cheating. So I, as I wanted to pick something to represent how great the soundtrack is. So I'm going with Blur's "Sing" off of this Train Spotting soundtrack. Blur's 
um, it's kind of a, it's a little hypnotic. It, um, it's just great. Plus, Blur is a really great band, although I do lean more on Oasis's side and the Blur Oasis, you know, <laughs> right. debate of, of 1995 or whatever it was. But uh, Blur's a great band, and this is a great song, and uh, I wanted to represent the Train Spotting soundtrack, which is almost perfect. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go sing. Yeah, great choice. Yeah, that's a fantastic soundtrack, and I was definitely looking over some stuff for that one as well. But it's just like, you know, typical lifted from previous albums, so a lot of it you had to uh, yeah. eliminate. But great choice. All right, my number 12 is the Mallrat soundtrack for my next choice, and it's um, this band's Belly. And mm, good one. they're very underrated and appreciated, and the song here is broken. Fantastic song, and the lyrics are great. I mean, just one of the lyrics in this song is probably why I I picked it is the curve of her ass is unparalleled, and I think that's one of the best lines of any song, not just the '90s or just ever. So it's yeah. you know, fantastic song, and like I said, they're they're just a very underrated band, and they just recently released some new music, so it's very exciting. Um, and and Mallrats is a great a great uh, movie as well. Mm-hmm. So, sure is. Yeah, so that's my number twelve choice. Good, good one. Um, okay, let me see. All right, so this would be the last pick of this round, right? Or 11. Yeah, we're up to 11, 11, yeah. Okay, so for number 11, this one, this one, is, an, uh, this one is a little bit of an oddity. Uh, it's, I don't think you're going to know it. I don't know if anyone's going to know it, and I'm not even 100% sure who sings it. Hmm. 
It's from the soundtrack to the Denzel Washington movie, The Hurricane. Okay. And it's a song called So Amazing. It's basically this beautiful gospel R&B number. And it's, it's credited on the soundtrack to a guy named Clark Anderson.
Now, I have dug and dug, and I'm not 100% sure who Clark Anderson is. The voices on this song sound an awful lot like Boys to Men. Okay. Well, there is a version of this song credited to Boys to Men that is not on that soundtrack, but it sounds different. It's not exactly the same. So I'm you're gonna have to dig for this one. And if you want to look for it, listeners, I would probably look up So Amazing by Clark Anderson on YouTube and find this version, even though I think most of the singers are coming from Boys to Boys to Men. Um, it's a I just I love gospel music. This song really moves me. Uh, and uh, so I wanted to, you know, give it some love. All right, I'll have to definitely check that out. I mean, that, that movie is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Denzel Washington was great in that, but yeah, I'll definitely have to uh, take a look. But uh, good choice. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have known it otherwise, but I was, at that time, I was working in the newsroom at our at BYU's uh, newspaper, and uh, a, a big envelope had come in. I'm sure the label were sending it to all these places and hoping that people would review it for the college paper or something like that. And so it was just kind of laying around and I took it home and listened to it. And I liked it a lot, especially this song. Otherwise I would never have found this or known anything about it. So you kind of have to dig, but it's worth it if you love gospel music. Right. Okay, great. Okay. Uh, my number 11 uh, is from the cable guy. Nah. And I'm going with primitive radio gods, uh, standing outside <laughs> a phone booth with money in my hand.
going to show up on my list. Okay, not, yeah. It was it was tough because I, I love the song, but it just missed the top ten. Um, you know, the, the title is um, very creative, but it's you know from a, a Bruce Cockburn song outside of phone booth with money in my hand. They just added standing. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the chorus is lifted from BB King, one of it, one of his songs. It just it's such a like original song. I remember when it came out, I was obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. uh, listening to it all the time. Um, but that was their one song. They, they were, they were done, yeah. you know, and um, I've been trying to, you know, get somebody from the band on. Ah, oh, so have I. Yeah. Oh, so funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't had any luck yet, but uh, keep uh, uh, keep trying. But uh, I, uh, I was debating whether to save this story for when I play this song, which will be in my top 10. But I, uh, so I remember when this came out too, and I, re I this song was so unique didn't sound like anything else and uh, i raced out and bought the album and the whole album sucks on a level <laughs> that is it is awful it sounds like somebody some untalented person's bedroom demos it is garbage except for this song and so i immediately i bought it and i listened to it like twice and i hated it and i returned it right <laughs> so about a year or two, no, two or three years ago, I tried getting him on the podcast. Okay. And they, him, his person, not him directly, I don't think, Chris something or other, um, strung me along for months and months and months and months. And uh, I think what happened, because they put out eight or nine albums right. since this one. And uh, that felt a little overwhelming to me because I didn't want to go through and listen to all of those albums, but I would for the sake of talking to him. Right. Cause he's probably sick of talking about this one of course, song. Yeah. Um, but I think I offended them because I didn't in one of the email exchanges, I didn't, I must've come off sounding as if I didn't know they had other music. Right. And I think that's what set him off. And so he uh, eventually was like, no, we're not interested. Oh, it's too bad. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's it's so difficult when you just communicate through email to like get a tone. I know, and it's it's really tough. I I, I had that once with a Freddie Johnson's uh, PR person, mm -hmm. and yeah, it just like it sounded like I was coming off like you know rude, because you know because yep. a lot of these people just like you said just want to talk about their new stuff and don't want to dwell on the past. And you mm -hmm. know, I said, well, I, you know, on my podcast I cover the new and the old. Yeah. And maybe that came across like I was being you know a little snooty, but. You know, and then I never heard back again, but you know, oh man, it's, you, you never know. know. And when you don't hear back, you just, you work these emails over in your mind all night long. Like, what did I do? Should I have, should I have ended that sentence with an exclamation mark or, right. you know, to sound more enthusiastic, whatever. You just beat yourself up over this stuff. Yeah, you know, I, I know, I know totally. <laughs> but I, I had the same issue with, with that soundtrack too. I, I didn't return it. I, I just like, you know, just buried it in my, my CD yeah. case, but I had a similar I'll do a, another honorable mention. Real, I this is not in my top ten. Although I love the song, you know, everything I do, I do it for you by Brian Adams and the um, Robin Hood soundtrack. Also, I bought that for that song. This was before Waking Up the Neighbors came out, and uh -huh. the rest of it's just the score. Uh -huh. And I buy it. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to hear the score of this movie. Yeah, you know, yeah. it wasn't that great to begin with. But then it's just right. like I spent whatever it was <laughs> seventeen bucks just for the one song. And then I'm uh -huh. going to end up buying it again when the Waking Up the Neighbors comes out. Yes. You know? Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. yeah, there was a, a, I had a similar thing. There, in the running um, 
was the soundtrack to Leaving Las Vegas, okay. which is one of my favorite movies ever. Right. And there's some, there's a couple. Now I sort of hate Sting now, okay. but there were a couple of kind of smoky jazz numbers. Angel Eyes was one. Um, the very thought of you. Anyway, there were a couple of really great sting smoky jazzy numbers on that soundtrack but throughout that soundtrack they include a lot of the dialogue from right. the movie and at the time I'm, i bought the soundtrack because i don't want the dialogue Not and i want to be able to put right. these songs on mixtapes for yeah. girls and you know create a mood here i don't want to hear the dialogue from the movie and right. it really kind of ruined it for me yeah so um anyway another 90s quibble over uh you know soundtrack predilections right yeah yeah i i was gonna put a sting song on to um from lethal weapon three it's probably me ah but i also just missed the list and um yeah i kind of have the same you know feelings you do with sting now as well it's Ah. you know it's just like kind of like quote unquote sting stingifies a a lot of you know the music now and it's just like Ah. you know not the same but you mentioned like you know mixtapes that that could be another countdown too just putting together the best mixtape oh, for girls gosh that'd be kind of fun <laughs> yes or like the best track ones or the yes either the best track ones or the best last songs or right. whatever you know whatever you would have closed out your mixtapes with back in the day or kicked them off with or whatever yeah right to think about that. yeah because yeah, it's it's so important because you need like the like you know leadoff hitter in baseball. You need like the, exactly a good leadoff song to like kind of get the you know yeah. leadoff home Same run. Thing. Yeah, no doubt. But um, yeah, yeah. So that was uh, eleven through twenty, and we'll uh, we'll take care of uh, the top ten on on our next show. But yeah. uh, John, this was great. Thanks. Yeah, thank you, man. I love doing these with you. I could keep going and going. <laughs>